Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. On the whole, podcasting hasn't been kind to video content producers. And video hasn't been kind to podcasters' wallets. But four developing trends could change how podcasters think about video in the future. Today's episode is brought to you by Gumball, the premier marketplace to easily and efficiently buy host-read podcast ads. Gumball provides a transparent and modern buying platform, connecting great podcasts with the best advertisers. Gumball takes away all the logistical headaches for podcasters and advertisers alike by managing inventory schedules, providing easy and consistent ad script instructions, easy air check uploading, and ensuring payments are made in a timely fashion. Best of all, Gumball takes pride in offering the most podcaster-friendly terms as a standard, meaning more money flowing directly to the podcaster, as it should be. If your show is pulling down more than 10,000 downloads per episode, you owe it to yourself to talk to Gumball at gumball.fm to see how they can help you make even more money with your podcast. That's gumball.fm. And tell them Evo sent you. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. In the beginning, there were audio podcasts. And then about 13 seconds later, there were video podcasts. All right, well, not 13 seconds, but it didn't take very long for content creators to realize that video files could be sent via RSS feeds just as easily as audio files and really any other sorts of files. And it wasn't long before that, when that happened, that suddenly audio podcasts and video podcasts, well, I should say, Audio podcasters and video podcasters were living side by side. The trouble here is that they were two distinctly different paths the audience member had to take. And also the the producers had to make as well. And in many cases, it was an either or situation. I mean, there really wasn't much point in trying to listen to Happy Tree Friends or Ask a Ninja Unless you're also watching the video. A handful of you from 2005 might remember those shows. And then, of course, YouTube happened not longer after that. And then the watching audience was converted to that property as the primary consumption site, which caused most video-only podcasters to follow suit. But now, video podcasts are looking like they might be a thing again, again? Yeah, and as the title says, it might actually work this time. There are four trends right now that I'm keeping an eye on that I think you should also keep your eye on to see if this is really happening or not. You may remember just a few weeks ago, a week ago, time is still wonky, 
YouTube announced they were looking for someone to head up podcasting. YouTube podcasting, not 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 Google podcast, not anything else Google related, but actually a YouTube person to manage the podcasting side of YouTube. And, and no, that doesn't exist today. And then last week, Spotify announced they'd be hosting audio and video versions of select shows. Just sign up and you could be there. And the idea, at least for Spotify, is that once a listener follows the show, the listener can then decide which format of the episodes is right for them. Thirdly, the Podcasting 2.0 people have come up with the alternate enclosure tag. It's part of the new namespace for Podcasting 2.0. And really what that will allow is what Spotify is doing, but in a non-proprietary way, so that any application that is reading the alternate enclosure tag from the RSS feed could display the video. Now, those three trends, which are like really new right now, on their own, those are probably enough to get you thinking about the video version of your show. However, I recognize, because I do it, that it's still extra effort. And, and we're not talking about a little extra effort. It is a lot of extra effort to make not only an audio version of your podcast that people want to listen to, but also a video version that people want to watch. I get it. Enter the fourth trend, where you become an editor of the media, not the audio or the video. And this is weird. Rather than viewing <laughs> viewing the video as something else to be shot and created, audio and video, video and audio, are captured at the same time. Cameras and microphones, right? But then, rather than going down two distinctly different paths, creators can use software like Descript, there'll be a link in the episode details, like Descript to take that captured media and edit it, I guess I'll say holistically, so that you're editing the entire piece, and then when you're done editing the entire piece, out the other end will come an audio-only version and a video-enabled version as outputs. Again, not by manipulating the video itself, not by manipulating the audio itself, but by holistically editing the entire thing. In a Descript's model, that's all done via text, which is just weird, but it works. So now we're going to have YouTube, Spotify, and any other podcast app directory that's making proper use of the alternate enclosure tag they can then come up with a clever UX so that they present either option to the audience member, right? This is going to get interesting in the video space. Now, no, I'm not ready to predict that most podcasts that are audio only today will suddenly be audio and video. I'm not saying that's the case. Look, there are still many podcasts, many types of podcasts even, that could not easily be made into both a video and an audio format. Many things, that just it just wouldn't work. But for a lot, monologue shows, interview shows, hmm, 
maybe it can be. Again, I'm not predicting this is the way things are going. However, while you are making your holiday shopping lists, you might want to keep video in mind. Let's do some boostograms. Now it's time for the Booster, 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 Boostagram Corner. Boostagram Corner. I don't know a thing about crypto. First, I want to thank Garrett Godfrey of the podcast Good Patron. <laughs> he actually brought me actual coffee. Not bought me coffee virtually, but actually physically brought coffee to me. Thank you, Garrett, to the Phoenix Podcasters Meetup last week. And I have some amazing coffee from Garrett. Thank you very much, sir. I also want to thank John Kostic, uh, Kostic, I think is how I pronounce that, of the Center Steer podcast. He bought me a virtual coffee and gave me a note saying that being a guide and not an expert made a connection with me. Thanks for that. Thank you very much, John. I'm, I'm glad that that episode resonated with you. And I will say that the, even though I haven't received real actual boostograms from the new podcast apps, my streaming stats keep on ticking in, rolling in, whatever sound Satoshis make when they come in. Anyhow, regardless, I think I'm up to like 32,000 Satoshis thus far earned from people like you who are just listening to an app, but listening to an app that is value for value enabled so that value streams back to the podcasters you are listening to. You can check out those at newpodcastapps.com. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript. Both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com.
If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.